0: This is Near-Death TV, I'm your host, Laura Kethledge, I'm also an author. In 1979, I became a near-death experiencer. I chose to explain the truth I learned about the afterlife, reincarnation, a near-death experience through my fictional book series sold on Amazon, The Near-Death Saga. While dead, I was shown all human beings are shrouded in ignorance by design in order to learn valuable lessons in each incarnation. When you die, the artificial facade falls away and we awaken from the dream into reality. For more information, you can find us at NearDeathTV.com Please join us as we explore the after effects of near-death experience. Welcome to Near Death TV. I'm your host, Laura Kethledge also an author and a near-death experiencer tonight we have a special guest her name is sharon milliman did i say your last name uh, correctly sharon
1: yes she did
0: oh, that's a, that's a first for me she's uh, the <laughs> author of a song in the wind it's a bestseller it's a must read and um she's here tonight and we are just thrilled to have her and sharon you know Can we start at the drama that started this all? Can we start when you, the night, can I take you back to the night you were struck by
1: lightning? Okay. Um, Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, What happened that it was an afternoon and it it started to rain. I was talking on a cordless phone and um, it started to rain and I heard the, thunder, rumbling in the distance, and then about five minutes later, I hear this loud crack, and a lightning bolt came out of the sky and hit my right arm, and then traveled underneath the house and blew out the transformer that was in front of our house, rendering the whole neighborhood without power for about four hours, and there were char marks left on the concrete stairs where I had been sitting. How old were you, and where were you
0: living at the time?
1: Um, I was living about maybe five streets over from where I'm living now um, in Parkersburg, West Virginia. And I was in my early forties. Gracious. What, back in what happened? Well, um, the phone went flying across the yard and it was charred black and it just stopped my heart. And I, died <laughs> and um, it, it was it happened so quick that I, I didn't even have time to think I mean there was no time to think about anything and the next thing I know my spirit is just peeling up out of my body I—I I, for just a couple of seconds I felt a horrendous searing burning pain in my arm and in my chest mm-hmm. and then I'm just peeling up like a peeling a banana. I just peel right up out of myself. And was
0: it a freeing feeling? Was it a relief to be away from your physical body because you've
1: been in—you know—you've been struck by lightning? Um, well, the 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 burning, searing pain was just absolute agony, and it only lasted for. And you know, maybe a minute or so, but that minute seemed to last for eternity. (laughs) So, um, Mm -hmm. I had no idea what was really happening. Um, I just know that the pain was gone. It was, there was no pain anymore. And, um, it was kind of, I don't know, kind of strange because <laughs> like I said I didn't know what was happening.
0: <laughs> right. So tell us what happened once
1: you left your body. I um went into my house and I as I walked into the kitchen, I first thing I noticed that everything had a burnt gold look to it and I looked at my curtains and it was they were not my curtains, and I walked into my dining room, and I noticed that none of the furniture in my dining room was my stuff, and the man I was married to at the time, and my kids were in the house before the lightning hit, but I couldn't find them anywhere in the house, and I knew I was in my house, but there, nothing that was in there was my stuff, so I, I was confused, and I um, heard this old-time radio show playing, and I couldn't find the radio. I would go from room to room looking for whatever was making that sound, and it sounded like something from back in the days of the Waltons or something.
0: And, and, and you and, were, uh, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but this house was an older home. I'm, I'm, I
1: yes, it was built in the early 1900s. Um, 1910, I believe, it was built. And um, so as I'm walking through the rooms and I know how to get around in the house, I mean, I knew it was my house. I was really frustrated because I couldn't find anybody. I didn't know where that sound was coming from. um, And there was no power. So I couldn't understand why was there a radio playing when... There was no power, and I started to panic. Um, at first, it was frustration, and then it was, I don't understand. I this was really cre- creepy. <laughs> you know, I felt like um, I was a ghost or something. You know, um, it. I didn't see anybody in the house, and I don't think anybody saw me. But I had gone back in time to another time period, and I, of course, wasn't alive back in the twenties or thirties, but it, it, it was just, just it was just really an odd few minutes, and it only lasted for a couple of minutes. But it, again, it seemed like eternity, because the time just kind of warped itself or something. It just sure didn't seem to, you know, there there wasn't any time. I had no time frame to go by. And at this particular moment, I didn't know that I was dead. So I was really confused and frustrated by the whole thing. And, um, so
0: you felt felt like you had arms and legs and you walked in your house after getting zapped and then you walk into this place, it's your home, but it isn't how right? Wow. Wow. What, what happened after that?
1: Well, um i had felt this huge loving presence um that just suddenly appeared as i began to panic i mean i really started to lose it and there this i couldn't see this presence but i could feel this presence mm-hmm. and it was huge huge bigger than the house huge and i just felt such love and compassion and it just this I've never felt love like that ever in my life ever and it it almost felt like I was wrapped in this soft pink blanket you know and then all of a sudden we began moving very quickly sideways we didn't go up we didn't go down we went sideways and we started going through these gorgeous pink and gold clouds like I've never seen anything so beautiful and we moved very quickly through those clouds sideways and at the end of the clouds was a beautiful garden and that was we were just at the very entrance of this gorgeous garden and um I could smell the air and how fresh and sweet the air was and um, there were flowers of every color you could imagine and even colors there's no words for. Um, And it was, you know, sunny like a, a gorgeous spring day. I mean, if you take the most beautiful spring day you've ever experienced and multiply that by 10 bazillion, if that's even a number, that's what it looked like and I could hear birds, and um, it, it was just, I was, and what I call the wow factor, I, kind of, I was like, I where welcome am I from there? Do you, do you feel like,
0: hey, this is the place I need to be?
1: Yeah, I'll stay here. I like this better than being in the house. I have no clue what's going on. Yeah, I, I, I still, at that point, didn't know really what was happening, um, but I was just kind of swept away with the feelings of love and then all the beauty that I saw. And I I was just like, wow, oh wow. (laughs) I kept saying, oh wow. (laughs) What happened after that? Um, well, two men, um, they were late twenties, early thirties, greet me and um, they looked, they were absolutely radiant. They were so beautiful. Um, they were wearing a, a light, um, breezy, uh, it was a, a, a linen clo- a cloth of some sort. Mm-hmm. And they showed me the intricate weave pattern. It was a, like a herringbone weave. Why? I don't know. Um. But um, at first I thought they were angels and then it was like, oh my gosh, I know who you are. They were smiling. They were my two brothers who had died as babies oh. and they looked so much like my dad when my dad was a young man. And it was just absolutely amazing. We had a wonderful family reunion. It was just wonderful.
0: So these these and siblings had died in infancy and you get to meet them and you recognize them Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was. Um, as soon as I said to myself, are these angels? It was like, no, no, I know who you are. I know who you are. And that's when they both broke out in these giant grins. And it was like, oh, my gosh. You and I kept telling them, Dad would be so proud of you. Dad's going to be so proud of you.
0: <laughs> oh, how beautiful. They were
1: really beautiful.
0: Did they have a message for, for you?
1: well they had actually told me that i had died um and i was okay with it It, you know i wasn't upset about it at all i was okay with it and it was a little bit after that that we walked a little bit further into the garden and this this big um loving presence instead of standing in next to me or behind me moved to next to me and it was like this big loving presence was on one side of me and my brothers were on the other side of me and then there was a bunch of other people that started gathering around and I I did I recognized them they were from all different time periods and dressed in all different kinds of clothes and I knew who they were and they knew who I was, but I couldn't think of where in the world I knew them from. But everybody was all, everyone was around the age of late 20s, early 30s, and just young and beautiful and healthy and strong. And and they were just absolutely amazing. And I kept thinking to myself, where do I know? I know I know these people, but where do I know them from, you know? I'm thinking past
0: um, but, life. I'm thinking past <laughs> very life.
1: Well, very well. Could be, yes.
0: So what, what um, gosh, so you, you, these people, these beings are coming towards you, and they're in their prime. What happened after
1: that? Well, um, as everybody was gathering around me, and I just felt so much love, it was there's so much love. Um, it was like I was g- being given my life review and it was like watching an old fashioned black and white movie from an old fashioned movie reel. And it's it went really fast. And it was everything from the time I was born until that day that I died. And. That's when I learned that we're not judged, that we do the judging. And I did not do any judging. I just watched it. It was as if it was like, okay, this is a matter of fact. Okay, this is fine. Um, I do remember at one point looking at my brothers and saying, something is missing. What's missing? My life must have been really boring because that was over so fast. <laughs> and they just kind of... You know, grinned, and they they weren't letting me in on anything, really. You know, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> what was missing was I thought we would, you know, we would all be judged when we died, but there was no judgment. There was only love. That's that it.
0: Is, that is amazing. Now I do have a question about you're reviewing your past life, Sharon. Did you see how your actions affected others, or was it more how how uh, events formed your
1: personality? It was more, it was more how events seemed to form on my personality because I've always been the type that would say, I'm sorry first to avoid conflict and I will avoid, confrontation at any cost (laughs) always been that way and um it was i i saw you know just it it, what it looked like to me was everyday activities excuse me
0: Mm -hmm. well you you know know, when i talked to you earlier you seem to have someone you know you're a big-hearted kind-hearted person and I was wondering, in your life review, that you you helped a lot of people during your life.
1: Yes, yes. I, <clears throat> pardon me, I have uh, always tried to to help. You know, it, and and I learned that, and from my life review, I learned that it's the little things that matter. It's not the great big things. So it was just the little things, you know, sharing your, my toy with my sister or um, trying to make somebody's life better, uh, trying to be friends with um, somebody at school who was being made fun of, that kind of stuff. You know, it was just little things. It's So I learned that the little things are huge, really, really huge. And and it's, I saw things that you wouldn't think would matter at all, but that's what really mattered.
0: Something that is trivial in our reality, I believe, is big over there when you get there, that action.
1: Yes, exactly. It's its huge, huge. <laughs> wow. and. You know, it's something as simple as putting your hand on the shoulder of somebody that's crying or giving your mittens or your sweater to somebody who's cold when, you know, just little things, just little things are what are just seem to move mountains on the other side.
0: So Sharon, after this revelation, it's truly a revelation to have a life's review, what was the next step in
1: your journey? Um after the life review, we went further into the garden and I could see um, the different buildings and landscapes and animals and all kinds of amazingly beautiful things. And then pretty much what's happened after that, after the near-death experience... Mm-hmm. Is that what you're asking me, what's happened oh, after? I'm just,
0: what I'm saying is um, you're walking into the garden. Are you are you still clear and lucid or you're starting to get foggy because you're, and disjointed uh, thoughts because you're going to return to physical reality soon? Did you stay lucid as you were walking?
1: Oh, extremely. In fact, I looked down the front of me to see if I still had a body, uh-huh. and I did still have a body I could see my legs my arms my hair going down the front of me Um, that's comforting but I noticed that my body was a like a light body it was not heavy or weighted down by gravity like it is here on earth it was I felt free and and I was happy I still had a body and I was yeah well it looked like everybody there looked solid and they didn't you know look like floaty ghosts or anything they looked like people solid people and I looked solid however there was this um, illumination that I could see um, everybody seemed to glow and everything that I looked at the trees the animals everything seemed to glow have this inner glow and I had it too and the feelings that I've had in my life of not being good enough, or pretty enough, or too heavy, or uh, not smart enough, and all of that kind of stuff just melted away because all I could feel was acceptance and love, and and that, that I'd never, you know, experienced anything like that before.
0: That's exquisite—an exquisite experience.
1: Yeah. It, so, was. You know, you're it really out,
0: was. You're walking with your beloved brothers. You're reunited. This is a true family reunion. And then your journey into the garden, you're vivid and clear and lucid, and you must feel like a, a million dollars plus. So, did that continue? That wonderful feeling of acceptance as the experience moved on?
1: It did, Um, and there were, excuse me, there were lessons that I had to learn about how to accept myself, because that was one of the big limitations that I had on earth, and so that was one of the things that I was being taught by, um, you know,
0: your guides elder's
1: and yeah, the guides mm-hmm. there, and um, so they were trying to teach me how to accept myself and not to listen to what the world had to say. Um, so that took place. Um, I was also taken to a lake and shown in the lake. It was like looking through glass, and I could see through the lake, and I saw a future world events. They were showing me future world events, and those things are happening now. Such as the stuff that Pardon
0: Such as what uh, what did you see?:
1: Oh, I saw um tsunamis and earthquakes and I saw um, they showed me golden coins being used to purchase things they showed me that we'd go back to the barter system they showed me the corruption of governments and the governments being toppled over or overthrown they showed me now you have to understand this was in the early 2000s that this happened so all of the stuff that they showed me is stuff that's just recently been happening. They showed me terrorist attacks, bombs, uh, women and children being used as shields and this kind of stuff. They showed me streets, um, chaotic, um, streets, um, like riots in the street and policemen as, uh, like, um, uh, martial law. Um, there's one particular thing that they showed me was a man picked up something heavy and threw it through a plate glass window, and there was a, a drugstore, I don't know if it was a CVS or, or what, it was. I don't know, it was some kind of drugstore, and it was on fire across the street, and I heard three gunshots going off, and then there was a man laying dead in the street.
0: Well, Sharon, I don't mean to interrupt. But you are being shown a brutal future of humanity. Was there a reason for this, uh, for them showing you this?
1: Um, Well, pretty much um, these things do not have to happen. But as long as there is the collective selfishness in the world that we have today, mm-hmm. they will happen. We, as, as a human race, can stop this stuff. It does not have to be. So that's pretty much what the message was. You, you all have the power to change this. It doesn't have to be this way. But if you don't stop being the way you are, it will happen. And so far it has. So people have to change their viewpoint because if we act out of love and not out of selfishness these things will will stop happening we can save our world we can save ourselves that kind of thing so did your
0: guides kind of when you're you're in the midst and you're seeing this chaos and this heartbreak of future humanity did the guides pull you out of that darkness and show you something better, more encouraging after that?
1: No, I, if there was a conversation about whether I was to come back or not, that is the only thing I don't remember. (laughs) I remember so many details about it, but I do not remember having a discussion about whether to stay or go. So the next thing I remember is coming awake, laying next to the stairs, um, I'm having such horrific pain in my chest. Um, so a
0: so minute you're with the guides and you're out of body and you're in the next dimension or one of the heavens and then seconds later you wake up and you're in your body and in and racked with pain? My God, that's yeah. got to be like being thrown out of the Empire State Building or something. You know, what a shock.
1: That is exactly what it felt like. It was absolutely horrendous it was horrendous I I have no way to describe it other than being there it was so light and so airy and so so high vibrational and then when you come back here it's like walking uphill and half dry cement up to your hips mm-hmm. and that's how how it feels you know it's so dense and heavy here. And so, you know, I, and there's a lot of, no, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of beauty and there's a lot of wonderful people, but it, the, the vibration is so different compared to the other side and then here. And it was a shock. It was a, it was a horrendous shock.
0: What were, so you had this, uh, uh, I just can't even, it, it, this life changing, uh, experience i'm sure your core beliefs were turned upside down because unknown is very different than a belief so what were the after effects did you have some psychic abilities after your near-death experience when the lightning struck you
1: well i i started being able to um see um minute details very far away That was one of the first things. The second thing as I could hear like the electricity in the air. It was like a a hum, a sound. I I could see colors very, very vividly around living things, Uh, people, auras, yeah. Um, So I, I began to also see spirits that were... Um, the, you know I call them people without bodies but they look solid like regular people and they usually appear to me younger than you know their age
0: younger than when they died you you get to see someone who's passed suddenly in their prime they're right in front of you but you know they're dead now that has got to be you know make a person question their sanity <laughs> And who do you call? Who do you share something like this with?
1: I had nobody at the time to share anything with. Um, It was the only person that I actually had to talk to. She was a Native American medicine woman who lived in Oregon. She was actually the lady I was talking to on the telephone at the time that I was struck by the lightning. So we're talking one minute. The next minute she hears me scream and the phone goes dead. Then I don't talk to her again for, you know, several weeks because it took me that long to heal. <clears throat> and then when I finally did call her back, I asked her what in the name of of all that's holy did I just go through? What was that? What was that? Because I had never even heard of a near death experience. I didn't even know that such a thing existed. I hadn't didn't know there was a name for it. And so she had to teach me about it. Well then I told her about seeing the spirits and she said that that was a a common common thing after having a near-death experience but she was the only person that i had to to talk to and
0: that you could when i now my next question is this okay so you've had this experience you're healing time goes by have you had a meaningful visitation from a loved one that
1: has passed Actually, yes, I have. I'd
0: um, love to hear about it. Um,
1: a meaningful visitation from a loved one who has passed would be my mother. Uh-huh. Um, she died uh, about, almost five years ago. Um, she had Alzheimer's. Um, and I was her caregiver for the last six years of her life and was there with her when she died. And a month. Daughter. Yeah. Pardon me? That's a good daughter. Oh, thank you. Well, um, she came, uh, my birthday, she died April 23rd and my birthday was June 26th. And she came to me um, for my birthday and she actually hugged me. And it was the most wonderful birthday present I've ever had. Then she came about a month later, um, her dog, had cancer and had to be put down. So I was still living at my parents' house taking care of my dad. And um, I told him, you know, we took the dog to the vet. I said, you're not going to stay. We've got someone here that's a family friend who will stay with her. So I took him home. Well, I went to my house to get the mail. And while I was getting the mail, my mom appeared standing next to the, you know, in the flower garden next to the stairs. And I was right up the stairs on the porch. And I looked at her and she looked like she was 25 years old. Um, She was absolutely breathtaking. She had on a capri, uh, khaki capris, a black sleeveless blouse and little black ballerina slipper type shoes. And I heard us bark And I turned my head and I looked and it was her dog, Isabel, running at breakneck speed across the yard. And she jumped in my mom's arms and Isabel was licking her face and she was, mom was laughing. And I knew at that moment that they had put, Isabel had been put down. And I saw them together. Isabel looked young again. She didn't look old or sick like she had just you know not even an hour before mm-hmm. and she was my mom was laughing Isabel was licking her face and then they just kind of disappeared and i got in the car and i went over to my dad and i told him i said dad Isabel is with mom and they're okay they're both fine and i told him what my mom looked like and and uh, you comforting know
0: comforting for your father how wonderful for him to have confirmation that his beloved wife is okay and she's young and she's vibrant and there's no more disease and that beautiful cherished dog is in her arms that is absolutely
1: heartwarming oh well that people you know, they, they, they will be with their beloved pets when they go. That's
0: Well, I have a whole what? tribe of them, so I hope that we're all going to have a very big farm in the afterlife. This has been a <laughs> fabulous interview. This has been a fabulous interview. And I want to talk briefly before we sign off about your book, A Song in the Wind. Where can people find it?
1: They can go to Amazon.com. And just type in a song in the wind or type in my name, Sharon Milliman, and it'll come up.
0: Wonderful. Do you have a website?
1: Um, my, fa- I have an author page on Facebook, um, Sharon Milliman Author. I have a song in the wind page on Facebook. I have, um, there is one um, Sharon Milliman NDE dot com and good
0: sounds good so um i got another question for you in a song uh in your book song with the wind um you talk about being um electrocuted and your near-death experience and you cover other meaningful uh events uh past your near-death experience correct
1: yes there are quite a quite a few in there yes.
0: well i'm saying to the listeners tonight i think this is a must read book i think this is a fascinating author and i so appreciate you coming on the show and i'm going to end it and uh this is laura keflidge author of the near-death saga and host of near-death tv thank you and good night thanks for listening you can find my books Near Death Connection, Throw Away Horses, and Reincarnation Connection all on Amazon. Or go to my website, com to read book previews. For more interviews of Near Death TV, go to com.